Well, good morning, uh, redeemed saints. Good morning, redeemed sinners. That's about equal. That's good. That's good. I like an equal group here. This morning, our scripture lesson is coming from John chapter 13. Um, John chapter 13, and we're going to start with verse 31, and we will get down to uh, to uh, verse 36 or 35, rather. Um, this is the fifth Sunday of Eastertide. That season from Easter to Pentecost. And as we're making our way through Eastertide, what we have been hearing over the, in the lectionary are stories of the appearances of Jesus to the people and what He's about. Well, the composers of the lectionary do something different in today's text. They mix it up. Instead of looking forward past Easter, what the lectionary composers did was they take us and put us back on Thursday night, the night that Jesus was betrayed and died. They have us looking backwards. Why not look forward? And I began to wrestle with that. Why did they do this? just doesn't seem to fit. And then I got to thinking. They knew exactly why they went back. They wanted to make sure we didn't forget something. Now, I'm looking over here to my friend Morris, and he's got more jokes than, than I can imagine, and he, he's always full of them. And, and and sometimes people will say a joke, not you, Morris, yours is always funny, but sometimes people will say a joke, and, and you, as you hear it, will go, huh? And you'll do that doggy head tilt. Huh? I don't get it. And so the person tells you once more about what this joke means. He says the joke again, and you go, I, I, I just don't get it. We're having trouble connecting the dots. The speaker who's telling the joke thinks that you are following, but we're not. We don't connect the dots. Well, you see, I think the uh, lectionary composers have us today looking backwards in the text because they want to make sure we connect the dots. Jesus is born. He lives. Jesus suffers, sacrifices, dies, rises again. And disciples, in the three years that Jesus was with them, failed to really hear that. Jesus, through all His healing, through all His teaching, through all uh, the mighty works that Jesus did, the disciples still couldn't connect the dots. So we're picking up in our story where Jesus is with his, his friends, sitting, uh, or reclining, rather, because that's what they did. It's how they ate uh, the last, um, the Passover meal. His disciples are really anxious. They know something's up. And Jesus has gone from talking indirectly to very directly now. I mean, he's trying to make sure it's Crayola. You got it? Can you see it? 
Listen to the word of the Lord. After dinner, when Judas had gone out, the one who betrayed him, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. And if God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Oh, little children, I'm with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment. I give you a new commandment. That you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this Everyone out in the big world will know you are my disciples if, if you love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Connecting the dots. Soon after our story that we just read, Peter, is, uh, Peter proclaims to Jesus, listen, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. You're not going to get hurt. And listen, I will follow you till I die. And Jesus said, oh, Peter, bless your heart. You're still not connecting the dots. You're going to betray me three times by the time the rooster crows. And lo and behold, that's what happened. You see, the lectionary wants us to go backward to remember the disciples were obtuse. They were a little thick. They couldn't put the pieces together. And so the lectionary authors want us to come back and now let's, oh, I remember this scene. I remember that Jesus did say this. I remember that this was what it's about. We have to get to the point of the story. And the point of the story is really, really simple. You see, God was born, lived among us, had dinner with his friends, enjoyed lamb, roasted lamb, mm, herbs, wine, good conversation, just like you and me. He had friends betray him, stab him in the back, gossip about him, just like you and me. You see, the reason Jesus is Jesus is that God saw that we can't do it on our own. That God said, I am going to come myself, my boy, and I'm going to experience everything they experience even the fear of death and death itself. So whenever somebody says, well, why is God letting this happen? Brothers and sisters, it's already happened to God himself. He gets it. And it's through that sacrificing death 
that Jesus expresses his love for God and for you and for me and that expression of love the glory is that expression of love and it's all it's all directed to God friends it's Christianity we make it so difficult we go and add all these things to it. I add all these rules, all this stuff, stuff and you know, you got to do this, you can't do that, and you know, women, you got to wear your skirts right down to here, and you know, guys, you got to have the tie, you got to look right. We've messed it up. Christian faith is easy. It's very simple. Jesus says, "A new commandment I give to you." A new commandment I give to you. As I have loved you, so you love one another. Pretty basic. Pretty simple. And Jesus says, as I have loved you and you love each other, what's going to happen is is you're going to show the mission of the church because when I love you and you love each other, the world out there will see that you are my followers. And they will know that the primary commandment for the Christian is that we love one another. Friends, I look at the church today religious communities around today and we sure do a lot of fighting and grumbling murmuring going out to the parking lot stomping on the cigarettes as you're talking about the preacher's sermon and you know what Jesus Jesus says guys gals love one another Dale Bruner, who is a, a professor at Whitworth University, as he writes on this text and comments on this text, he says it's interesting to remember that, that Jesus um, says, don't love God, don't love me, but instead he says, you love each other. Churches today are struggling with so many issues. And basically, they are issues that revolve around the issue of who we love and how we are loving. Who will we be allow to be a part of the fellowship? Who are we going to say you can't be part of the fellowship? Who's in? Who's out? And it's splitting churches all across the country. Jesus wants the church, you and me, to talk with one another. We may disagree, but we can disagree agreeably. We can talk with each other and worship together and love the one God together. Because I tell you what, if we, the church, can't figure out how to love each other 
across the aisles and men across the pews. If we can't figure it out, there is no hope for the culture out there. Because if we who are supposed to love each other can't figure it out and we're still grumbling, the world will follow us. I love you, Jesus says. I love each other. Connect the dots. This is why I came, is to love. And when you do, all the people out there, they're going to see it, and they'll be sucked in by it. Friends, that's the good news of the gospel. Pray with me. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day, for this time to come together. We thank you for your word that you make our faith really simple. Just love each other. And what a witness to the world that is. Come, Holy Spirit, make it so. In Christ's name, amen.